0: Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Morning Tea. I have a wonderful guest here with me today. Her name is Carly, but I'm sure you know her as Blonde Chronicles. Welcome, Carly. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm honestly shocked you wanted to be on here. I sent you the most deranged message, and I feel like I have to admit what it is at this point. (laughs) London. It was great. It was
1: authentic.
0: I okay, sent good. her this message and after I said it, I was like, two things are going to happen. She's either going to think I'm cool and be like, I would love to be on your podcast or she's going to get a restraining order because I was like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like if you wanted to be on my podcast or if you didn't, could I pay you? Also, this is must be what it's like being a man asking a woman out on a date. And this is horrible.
1: <laughs> I loved it. It was very real. And I felt that way, too, about a lot of things that I've asked for. So I, it was it was perfect. To me, it was great. I love that. Okay, but let's jump into it. You have such
0: a massive brand. And it's such that is the one thing I love about you so much. Every time I watch you, it feels like I know you even though I've never met you because it's so authentic. How have you even I feel like being authentic these days on social media and while building something big is really it's really hard. It's and I think really fucking
1: scary. How have you like managed to do this in your own way? Yeah, no, it's definitely it's been a journey. I will say that. I mean, I've I'm always learning about social media. It's constantly changing and and especially about just being true to myself and being authentic to me, that's been a learning curve because it's very tempting to just you know, like I mean, I I do hop on trends to stay like relevant, but you know to some yeah. extent you kind of have to just be like be true to yourself. So it's been a journey. I will say I've gotten better recently at Getting on social media, like with my face, enjoying my face more. So that's been really helpful and hard, but it has helped. So I think, you know, I guess it's just, it's an evolution. I don't know if there's one thing that I can, you that's been like, this was the thing that helped me, but it's, it's been a journey and I'm constantly trying to figure it out still after all this time. So, you know. (laughs) Well,
0: and I feel like you saying that putting your face out there was yeah. scary but so helpful because I think that's the worst part for everybody that they're like because I know especially like faceless accounts are so popular yeah. now. Like, it? but I feel like seeing your face there's also a personality to it that kind of like connects you with the audience and I everyone I work with they're like I don't want to put my face out there I'm like yeah you don't kind of you don't have a choice
1: <laughs> yeah totally well it's hard to because um, One of my somebody that I have followed for a while um talks about and not in this not in the hair industry, but somebody else talking about kind of social media business coaching stuff talks about a lot of people actually buy because of the person and not necessarily because of just the offer. Now, obviously, we're not it's not always about people buy from us, but it's really about that connection. Ultimately, we are all kind of selling something even as hairstylists. So it's really to me, I kind of looked at it like that and it made such sense it's like, people want to buy from a person not just from like a person that they have no clue who it is so that really helps me and I feel that way too as a consumer a lot of what I'm buying into with a brand or a person is them so I kind of went back to like actually you know what that has a lot of validity that showing yourself and your personality is actually a big part of why people choose to follow you or choose to come and book an appointment with you or anything like that so it's I don't know, it makes sense, but it is hard. So I totally relate to the people that are like, I don't want to show my face.
0: And they're like, well, and my favorite is because I work with a lot of people on their social media. And when they're like, I don't know, Ani, I have a thousand followers. What if a thousand people see me? I'm like, the goal is for a thousand people. And then for a thousand more and a thousand more. And then they're like, I don't think that you read. I'm like, it'll be fine, I promise. And that will be funny, it'll be like a couple people. But I am, and I feel like, maybe in the past like year or two, and tell me if you've seen this, I feel like everything has shifted and changed where it kind of can't be that very cold, like click the link in bio, like buy my stuff, buy me money. It's almost like the less you try to sell, the more you end
1: up selling. A thousand percent. It's so interesting. And it's social media is just, I mean, we know it's a job in itself basically, but keeping up with the trends on social media is also another job. And I'm just like exhausted by it all the time. But It is true. I mean, there are definitely um, there are definitely differences now with how it used to be where a very clear call to action was like always a thing. You I have it really clear, but now it's almost like you be you're like a little more discreet about it and people somehow want to figure it out. And I'm like, wait, this just makes no sense. I don't get this. You're like, cool. So in order
0: to sell I can't sell or send yeah. sale so I have to not talk about the things I want to talk about, but also talk about it. Makes perfect sense. Yes, that, that's it.
1: Great. <laughs> perfect, perfect, yes. Go, 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 go.
0: That, that is hard. Yes, and then on top of having to have the most perfect content, but also have it be so authentic and look clear, I feel like I lucked out one of my friends, Grayson, He was even just, oh, he was taking uh, Linson's class yesterday and he was like, honey, the guy had, the kid's videographer had like the coolest camera thing with a thing. And my friend Grayson loves taking video and takes the most beautiful one. So I feel like I lucked out when you have a friend who loves doing the thing that you're like, I'm not in the mood to, I don't, I don't want A thousand
1: percent. Oh my gosh. Which I love him, by the way. His work and like the weft blending is insane. It's so good. And he's the most immaculate it looks like a robot did it. I can
0: watch him work all day and I'm like, uh, it gives sense. me like the hard-eyed emojis. I'm like
1: dreamy over his work. Yeah. It's so good. And how he talks about he uses like very minimal colors, which I just am obsessed with that because that's such my thing. But a funny story, leading back to what we were saying about um, the class he took yesterday. Night. So the videographer that was there, I've been working with him for like years and he also works with a bunch of other videographers or other stylists. And so he got... um this thing it's basically what he's talking about is like a backpack that you wear and it like holds yes. the camp, right it's crazy so he was talking to me a couple of weeks ago he's like i might get this backpack thing and he was telling me the price of this camera equipment and i'm like john oh my god it's like thousands of dollars which i don't know why i'm surprised but it just goes to show that there's literally no end to what you can invest in like content creation it's just absolute madness and Sometimes I just like you know what I'm gonna stick to my iPhone here and just hope for the best because it's just too much for me. But it's it's worth it, obviously. But it's just it's crazy. It's endless, endless. Yeah.
0: Well, and even like Grayson, what I love is I let his ADHD fixation figure out what camera we should use yeah, when late at night. He's like, he we're facing. Him, he's like, you're gonna believe what I found. I just spent. I think it was like half a day. He's like, I watched this and then this and then this. He's like, Ani this is the camera we need. And I was like, Can you send me a link? And I'm like,
1: Send me your affiliate link. I'll get you money for it. what? What? Yeah. What are we using? This? Right. I feel like you do the work and I will reap the benefits. Thank you. Perfect. But let me tell you, he was right. That camera is damn good. But I feel you.
0: Sometimes I feel like you know what? It's like if the option is get no content or just yeah. use an iPhone.
1: Use your iPhone. That's exactly how I feel. Everybody asks that, like, what camera do you use? Have you ever used, like, a professional camera? And I'm like, you know what? I've bought them for sure. I've probably have bought, like, two to three decent cameras. And then what ends up happening is I just don't do the thing to, like, learn them. And I don't get them out when I need to. And I'm just like, my iPhone's just there. So it becomes a waste. And then I end up selling them or getting rid of them. But it becomes a waste. And I hate that I do that to myself. But it just... I don't know. I just can't, like, to me, I always go back to my iPhone. It's just the easiest way for me. So I love that. But I did see your studio and I
0: was like, oh, that is a beautiful studio you have. I was like, oh my God, that is so beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's a work in progress always, but thank you. Of course. So when you were building, did you ever have a moment where you were like, because I, on the outside, you are a big deal in the hair world. I would be shocked to find someone who doesn't, even if they don't know you by name, everybody knows Blonde Everybody knows the BCU. Like, oh, that's just like a thing in the hair industry. Did you ever have a moment where you're like, I kind of think I'm a big deal? Like, did I make it?
1: I I think I made it. Have you ever had that moment? Oh, my gosh. That's such a great question. And thank you so much. You're so sweet. Um, You know... I have moments where I'm like, okay, I think I'm like making a little bit of a mark here. I mean, I'm always, I've always kind of struggled with confidence. Honestly, I feel like that's something that I, oh, you know, imposter syndrome. I mean, it's right yes. a bit in this industry, especially, but in any industry really, but I do have those moments. I feel like some of them are when, uh, honestly, like silly things, like when those things come up on Instagram stories and people are like, tag yours tag your stylist or tag a stylist that inspires you and people tag me to like oh my god that's so sweet like little things like that where I'm kind of like okay I guess people will know I exist and that sounds stupid and I don't even mean that to sound like no like like I genuinely sometimes you know I question a lot of things I do and I question am I doing the right thing am I saying the wrong thing saying the right thing so little things like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, that, that's so sweet. Because followers, yes, I mean, I've, you know, grown my presence on social media, but honestly, they don't mean shit, really. Like, I could have, you know, sometimes I still post stuff and it's crickets and like no engagement. So that's just it. I'm not looking for validation through that kind of stuff. What really makes me feel like, oh, I have made an impact, honestly, in the industry is the things where people, you know, tag me or shout me out that I inspire them or even at classes or DMs or something where people are like, you helped me to get over this or to help me to learn the way to do this that I really struggled with. Those kind of things are really impactful. And that's kind of where I go off of like, OK, I'm I'm hopefully making a is Yeah, that stuff's important to me for sure. That is huge. That is There
0: is, And I feel like unless you've been like an educator or a coach or a trainer, it's almost like you don't realize how much just that one of like, wow, that really helped me overcome this or or something like that. I got a DM yesterday from one of my students and she was like, the way she's like, your style of training just resonates with me because it's so like to the point. And I was like, I love that. You like it just that's the best. Absolute best. There is nothing that makes that feel like there's nothing that feels better than someone validating, especially because there's a difference. I know you'll understand. There's a difference between doing great
1: hair and then being yeah. able to teach. That will humble you so fast. So what? Yes. Oh my God. You're so right. And it's a different skill completely. And it also is a skill that needs to be like refined and learned. Like, I when I first started teaching, I was like, you know, you're like fumbling over your words. You don't, you don't really know what to say. You're like, I don't know. I just do it this way. And I don't really know why. And I didn't find now that sometimes with things that I don't, because I teach color mostly, but if I'm teaching like a haircut or something that I'm not super like, you know, I haven't taught as much. I'm like, I don't know how to say this. So it's totally, that is a real thing. And it is very humbling a thousand percent absolutely Mm -hmm. but i also love the fact that you
0: said that likes and follows don't matter because i do feel like it's kind of a shame what's that show is it like black mirror where they had an episode where everyone had like a rating based on their social media
1: it was weird yes that is i only watched this a little bit yes i don't exactly what you're talking about but But i feel like weirdly that's
0: kind of how society is they're like you have how many followers wow do you want to like be friends and it's like Do you know anything else about me other than that one number? Literally. Literally this morning about your um, apparel account. And you're like, this account humbles me every
1: day. I got 13 (laughs) likes. Oh my God. It's so true. Yeah. I started a clothing line or like um, apparel. And so I'm making this group account for starting, of course, at zero. And every day I'm just like, okay, it's crickets. And three of the 10 likes are me. And. The worst part about that account, honestly, is that. So I did a photo shoot and I like need to do another photo shoot. We have one coming up soon, but all of the photos are of me. Okay. Not that I like take it personally that nobody's making this up, but it's just embarrassing. Like I have only photos of myself to post and I'm getting crickets. It's fine. It's fine. Cool, cool, cool. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know exactly how that feels. So I have a
0: hairline and people had dm me and they're like, you should make merch, and I was like, I don't think I'm creative enough for merch. So I went to Grayson, and I was like, yes. he art is like his jam, and I was like, yeah. Hey, would you want to come on as like my creative director and create the art for merch? And he whipped right. out that lip pad so fast, and he was like, What do you think of these? And I was like, I love this. Is amazing. So we right. ended up making a, like the first sweatshirt, and it looked so red, and we were like. We need to do a shoot. So I ended up ordering, like, our own backdrop. We cleared out my living room, which was easy because my house is packed anyway. We did our own photo shoot, and we were in tears. We have never laughed so hard. And then we're also, like, trying to find... At one point, I was like, are we Zara? Are we doing weird? Too many weird poses to wear like this, doesn't (laughs) it? And you
1: I know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. It's like that's also humbling like okay this is actually really hard to look natural but cool but like show off the clothes it was so challenging i needed to take like multiple shots before that day began it was so hard my god
0: well and then like him and i always say we're like just don't get our feet because we've got like people are weird they're gross and weird on the internet disgusting and grayson is really big he's like never get my feet in a shot don't do it. So of course I was like, Ooh, I'm like, I can start your OnlyFans for feet. Now he's like, delete it immediately. Yeah. So then it's also you have to be comfortable. But when we ended up looking at the photos and cause I feel like he is one of the most aesthetically pleasing humans to ever look at. I'm like, Oh, yeah. we just your whole vibe. And then I was like, Oh, so you're just like meant for this. And he's like, look how cool you look. So I'm telling you, you need a hype. Like everyone needs a hype man to be like, you're cool. And
1: you're beautiful. And you're amazing. So true. That is so true. That helps a lot. I the girls that were helping me with the clothing line and doing all the stuff, basically, and taking photos were so instrumental in that. They were they were hyping me up, but still, it was it was a challenge. Very humbling. It's, it's
0: very it's very awkward. Okay, and you work with your husband, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah, my I love. That. How does that go? Because I feel like that's
1: not a lot of time spent together, but a lot of time spent together oh my god it's a lot um you know what it's a learning curve like everything else overall it's great because nobody is going to care about the business as much as i do and then second in line as much as he does like that's just something that i have come to realize that was a hard reality for me when i started like having people help me i mean i've had amazing people help me it's not that it's just that they just won't care about the business like the same basically so um it's been a learning curve he did real estate for like 20 years literally nothing like it yeah totally nothing like it but when bcu started to grow and other stuff was coming up it became clear that i could not handle everything myself like not even close so um yeah he kind of was ready to i mean he was kind of ready to like explore other options anyway and uh, uh let's see like 2022, I think. So, a couple of years ago, and he started working with me full time. Yeah. So, we like literally sit in our beautiful office, which is our guest room. And we have two computers and we sit next to each other. And it's great. The greatest thing is that I do not want to do any of the like businessy stuff, like analyze analytics or, or look at analytics or make spreadsheets or anything like that. And unfortunately, part of my business now requires that. And he is, <laughs> so good at that stuff so we really kind of like help each other we balance each other and pick up where the other one like doesn't have the same skill level so it's been a learning curve as working with your spouse always would be but it's been overall great like it's been really nice so i mean well it's so funny because they
0: always say like don't mix business and personal my admin for my company is actually my older brother I hired oh, him yeah. on. Yeah, I hired him on full time this year. So he was working. He's just one of the smartest people I know. He's just, especially when it comes to computers and tech and like logistical everything. He's brilliant. And he did yeah. that for a school. And then him and his wife did IVF. Found out they were pregnant. They just had a baby an hour and a half after my birthday ended. I was devastated. I was like,
1: oh, Lord, I want another one. So bad.
0: But oh, it's like. Dream was to be a stay-at-home dad. And I was basically like, if I'm your salary plus health insurance, will you come work for me full time? He's like, what do you need? And they are the best move I ever made. Because you're right. No one cares and no
1: one will care more about it than your own family. Nope. It's so true. I love that. Congrats. That's huge. That's awesome. I I cried and then I threw up. Yeah. Not
0: exactly, but I wanted to. You know, like when it's when you hire your first employee, you're like, I'm responsible. <laughs> For you yeah. all the time, your for your livelihood, your hood, and your food, and you you have a baby yeah. now. Okay, yeah. that puts a whole different kind of pressure on the situation. Oh yeah, it's scary, totally. It's very scary. It's horrifying. Yeah. No, I'm glad I didn't. But at the same time, I remember like leading up to the weeks, knowing like he's like, hey, you know, I'm putting my two weeks, and in two weeks, I'm like, we're sure about this. Yeah, like <laughs> God, <laughs> yeah, it's real now. I know it's, it's forty. Oh, we don't. Yeah, we're gonna. We're going to jump. That's fine. Yeah, I'm like go so dead. ready.
1: <laughs> I know it's a mixed emotions for sure. It's like great, but also like, holy shit, this is crazy.
0: Yes. And yeah. do you feel like it also puts more pressure? Because you kind of said it earlier, like being a business owner, you never know if what you're doing is right or wrong. And like it, th- it just it's kind of a crapshoot. You're like, I'm emotionally and do like I'm doing the right thing because it feels yeah. right. But there's no proof even anything you're going to put out.
1: People are going to like Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's terrifying. I mean, I question it every day and I question like, you know, with any business, there's ups and downs and and ups and downs. It's kind of like a roller coaster at all times. But I question, you know, why is it down? Is it something I did or posted? Or is it like, did I put put the wrong class or like whatever? Is it just the economy or is it whatever? So I'm like an overthinker anyway. And then owning a business just takes it to the next level. So it's really tough, yeah. So you got you have to have like a lot of honest conversations with yourself, but also just you know be gentle with yourself too, and yeah. and let it kind of like the business do its thing. But I'm constantly, constantly overanalyzing everything. I don't know if that'll ever change, but
0: I know. don't, I don't think that ever changes. I right. like, I really don't. I feel like luckily my fiance is he's like my biggest hype man. I don't think I love there's. That. He is my number one fan. Everything I do, he's like, "I'm so proud of you." Are you proud of you? You're amazing. And I'm like, I am a girl. right?
1: You are. That is awesome. That's so important to have somebody like in your corner, encouraging you and pushing you. It's huge. especially
0: there are gonna be bad days. Like, oh, a thousand percent. That's- There's going to be a student upset, someone who took the class who said they didn't like it, someone who thinks what you post is stupid and actually has the balls to say it. Like those comments to me are the wild ones where I'm like, could you just not?
1: (laughs) Like, you know, you don't have to write anything, right? Like you could just keep scrolling by. It's wild to me. It's crazy. And I always say, I'm like, I feel like I don't, if I'm going to take the time to
0: respond to someone, it's going to be someone who's like being nice. But I always say, if you catch me on a day where I have time, don't. Because I'll if you're not that mean, like, you don't, you don't, just don't. Come on. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, because talking about like never knowing the right thing to do, do you have like an oh shit moment where you were like, yeah, that was not the right move? Oh my God. I
1: had like a million, of course. Um, Let me see if I can think of one. I mean, plenty with working behind the chair. You know, I've made those kind of mistakes all the time. Just that- like... <laughs> mixing the wrong thing or like oh shit that was a terrible technique to choose or whatever you know one of the biggest kind of in retrospect moments i would say in my whole career was oh shit like why didn't i assist anybody when i graduated from school that would be like a major um and you know plenty of people are hugely successful without assisting and i figured it out but i always say like that was a big regret for me and a big like oh shit that was stupid because I just think I could have learned a lot. I figured a, I figured a lot of stuff out in the hard way that would have easily been figured out had I not, had I assisted. But of course, I was like an arrogant 20-year-old, you know, yeah, just like, oh, no, everything I had 10 months of school, like, of course. Um, so that, I would say, the be the biggest one. Lately, I mean, you know, God, I do it all day long. Like, oh, shit, I gave that person like should i have told her this formula to formulate with her this one? like small things like that all day long but yeah. one of the bigger ones i would say was wish i would have assisted and that was like oh shit that was stupid of me so you know i love that i also did not assist out of cosmetology school i
0: should have i will never yeah. forget my first men's haircut it turned out good but i was so nervous i will never forget pulling up my comb and my hand was shaky and
1: i remember thinking yeah. he's never gonna come back i look crazy yeah <laughs> like Yes, this is is it. Oh, like, that is so neat. I had so many things like that. Not even just to mention, like, technique wise, but just learning how to run your business, how long to book for clients, how long to, like, how do you have a consultation that's successful? All that stuff that we should absolutely know in school, but really don't somehow learn. Like, that kind of stuff is also what took me a while to figure out. And I could have probably had a better and easier time with that had i not struggled through it for the first couple of years and figured that out but oh well you know I,
0: it but it is one of those things it's like i always say i was talking to i had like a one-on-one for an extension method i worked with yesterday and when i was talking to her i was like how old are you she's like i'm 20 and i was like 20 wow. like, young i remember being 20 and thinking i knew everything and then at 21 i was like oh i'm an idiot and then at 25 old. i thought i knew everything and at 30 i was like no you were still an idiot look okay. at I feel like the older I get, the more I'm like, I've come to realize
1: adults don't have it all together. It's a lie. No one knows anything. A thousand percent. No matter the age, like I'm still figuring it out. I'm like still just even with hair. I've been doing hair for 17 years and I still have no clue what I'm doing a lot of the time. And, you know, better. I'm better, more well equipped now, certainly, thankfully. But it's just constantly educating yourself. This industry especially is you can never stop learning stuff. And if you do, it's not it's not good because it's never it's ever changing. Constant change. Yeah. Well, and I love hearing you say
0: that you feel like, you know, nothing because it's obvious, you know, like you're so incredibly talented. Oh, but like even so. things like that, I feel like even being at the salon, people get so weird about like pulling out a swatch book. I'm like, yes, what? Pull- Hold it out. It doesn't mean
1: you don't know anything, or that you're a ding dong, like just pull that, it out. Yeah. It's fine. Totally. I think that's a common misconception is that, like, all of a sudden everything's just going to click and you're going to feel like, oh, I know everything. It's, it goes, it goes in different degrees, right? It's like they just graduated, you literally, like, know very, very little. Yeah, know nothing. And then, you know once you start doing clients and stuff you actually get a little bit more of a grasp on stuff but still stuff comes up now and i ha- i pull out my swatch book. or you know people like you said that's such a great example people are afraid to go back to those basic things and it's like no i still have the chart up in my in my color cabinet of like what every single number in the numbering system means in schwarzkopf because i forget it you know i'm like it's just not ingrained in my brain forever stuff like that it's like don't be embarrassed to just have the color wheel up all the time or whatever because that kind of stuff it's you know it but then situations test you so you got to recheck it you know so literally yes oh my god so many how do you feel like because i feel like you're always putting out
0: i mean you have your models and you have i guess you don't really take clients anymore but like your education you're doing all these things where do you find your inspiration to be like I should do like this pattern would
1: work for this thing. Like, where does this come to you from? Yeah, that's such a great question. And a lot of it comes just out of a need from like, honestly, people asking questions or the feedback that I get from people. And uh, most of it is, you know, some people are like, oh, I'm inspired by nature. Like, I'm not really, to be honest. I mean, like art is everywhere. That's great. But for me, I'm always driven and inspired by a by like, um, by like, a need in the salon, honestly. And just working in the salon and knowing the shit that sucks and the shit that works. And so for me, it just became this thing of as far as new placements, it's definitely always just how can I make this easier, quicker and like a better end result? Honestly, that's always what I'm looking for because I was that person in the salon who foiled for like two hours, a minimum on every single person. And is there a time and a place for that? A thousand percent. And I am not saying that that is always the wrong thing to do. But majority of the time, it is completely unnecessary and it's just out of habit and because you don't know what else to do. It's just, you know, you just do it because like, oh, I don't know, I guess I'll just do what I've been doing on everybody else forever. And so my new anything kind of like that I tweak with placements or whatever always just comes out of a want to make it quicker faster and better basically but you know maybe one day nature will inspire me but for now it's just efficiency
0: that is hilarious you know what though I love hearing that because what that basically tells me is everything you've built has been from feedback of your students of them being like that was great but what about but what about but what about how is it like accepting that massive because there has to be so much feedback you get all the time i my assumption is generally it's wonderful but there like i said are hard times too like how is it accepting all of that and not i don't want to say not having like a quick mentee bee but also not having a complete mental breakdown some
1: days Uh, the mentee bees come and they go absolutely i'm like some days i'm like i'm just on the verge of breaking down at any moment the littlest thing will set me off and there are just days like that and yes there have been plenty of great amazing bits of feedback and there have also been negative feedback and some of that is about you know as far as like with education for instance of course with clients that comes as well but on the education side of it it's either you know not just necessarily the the techniques like don't work for me or whatever but some of it is about more like stuff that I don't even consider like oh the way you set this up the tech like tech like tech on the website or something like how you actually access content or anything like that wasn't good or this didn't work or, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm like, Oh shit. Not, I can't, I do not even consider that, but I would say, so there's so many aspects to it, but I would say the negative feedback comes with the territory. Unfortunately it's that risk of putting yourself out there and knowing that I'm not for everybody. And that is true. When I was taking clients full time And that was an extremely hard pill for me to swallow. I mean, it took me years to be okay with clients, even the most minor tweak. And if the client was even nice about it, it would, I mean, for a week, I would have a stomach ache, like I would be so upset about it. It really affected me. So the same thing goes with education. Now I feel that I have a little bit more experience and luckily I can kind of go on like, okay, well, I also have these 10 comments that I got that were positive and Really, it helps me, honestly. What helps me is when I get feedback from anybody that's positive. I will take a screenshot of it or take, you know, like a picture of good work. It's usually a screenshot of a client emailing, texting or a student email, uh, student texting or DMing. And I just haven't I have a library on my I have a album on my phone with the with those positive things so that I could be like, let me see actual physical proof that a single person likes this class and it makes me feel better like it sounds stupid but sometimes you get so in your head and you get so caught up in that one negative review can overshadow everything good that has happened and so yeah. yes it's really hard and even after all these days of doing hair because i still have people even with models whenever i do their hair and there's still sometimes when they're like oh can you t- tweak this i don't love this and i still like okay t- t- take a breath like it's okay yes and it's a whole thing but it i would say it comes with the territory unfortunately it's the risk of putting yourself out there but the there's also the great thing that comes with that which is people connecting with you and and liking it and i just have to know i'm not for everybody and that's okay yeah that makes me feel so much better i also have that same album
0: in my phone i love that and it's helpful Dude, yes every testimonial every yeah. review because yes you get that it sucks that the one bad one even if it's like you speak too slow or yes. you went it's like okay well yeah. like damn man like i think sometimes yeah. when you reach a certain point especially at the point you're at in your career people forget you're also like a fucking human being yes. like wow you're not yelling it blonde chronicles you're yelling at the woman who made it <laughs> so thousand percent you, like take a deep breath but those albums help so much yeah. because it does give you just a little bit of reminder of like for every one negative one there's about 45 good so just focus on the 45 good learn what you can from the one negative and you just yeah. have to like move on i remember i oh, think sure. it was daniel m i love his work it is like love- you can pick his work out of a lineup of a million. It is him. Yeah. I so he posted. that. Oh, beautiful. One day he had posted a story that he's like, here's what I'm doing in the salon today. I have to redo this toner. I have to resmudge this client. Yeah. I have to recut this client. And he's like, I have a day of redos. It happens to everyone. And I was like, I remember DMing him and I'm like, thank you. Because yes, all I do is extensions and color and extensions are like a whole nother world. Like that is- oh. Those, those clients are wonderful, but it's, that's another world. And I remember, I think I'd had that week, a client was like, I think it slipped a little. And I was like, I'm garbage, yeah. a pizza, a stupid yeah. section. I'm, I'm an, it was such a, like that one thing of like, and she was so nice. My clients are the best, but she's like, I think it slipped a little. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And then I saw yeah. his story and
1: I was like, this is normal. It happens to everyone. That's literally 100%. I saw that too and I I said the same thing. I was like, Thank you for sharing this because it's so important to be reminded that it's not just an isolated incident with one person. Like everybody is experiencing that. We're all going through that. No matter how good you are, how long your wait list is, I always say that. Like people think all of a sudden, once you have all these clients and you like have a wait list and you're charging a lot, people are just you never have any mistake. You never make any mistakes or people are have stopped being like critical of certain things on their hair. And I'm like, I actually feel like it's kind of the opposite, unfortunately, but it's really, really good to be reminded that that happens to everybody and way more than you think, probably. So, yeah. yeah. Grayson and I were talking one day because we were talking about
0: his social media and he was, I was like, you just, I'm like, I'm like, you've kind of like put yourself on a pedestal by accident of your work being so good that people forget you're human. I'm like, how many wefts did you have to throw away a couple months ago? He's like, 12 less fucked him all up and I was like yeah. why don't you talk about that and he did he's like I he tried to take it from like it was so dark like a level 10 it needed like a level 2 route and he somehow it just did not it was not the day he threw away like 12 West, which is so expensive that is an oh. expensive mistake to make yeah he had to reschedule the client and I'm like why don't you talk about that and he was like I don't know. I just buried it in the depths of my memory. It's like never going to it again. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to have to bring this up during therapy. It's traumatizing. Literally. Oh. I think to reminding people that no matter what level you're at, something is going to humble you and it hurts so much more. I feel like the bigger you grow because you're like, it's almost, is it ever a feeling of like, I should have known better? Like, why did I?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I have those moments all the time. I'm like, "What was I thinking? Like, how could I do that?" But then, it's just you're a human, like you said. It, things happen, and we, as all of us, have a lot going on. And it, and sometimes you just get sidetracked for whatever reason. But yeah, it is still tough though to to get those texts or to make those mistakes or whatever. But part of the comes with the territory, you know? Yeah. So what's next, like,
0: on the horizon for you? Like, what do you have coming up that? I always, this is horrible. I always say like
1: tickles your pickle. Like you're so excited, you can barely contain it. Oh my gosh. Um, I love that question. And so I guess, I don't know if I have one clear answer, but my goal moving forward is to kind of diversify my offers within my education business. So right now I'm very, like I've got the online subscription BCU and that's great. And that's so much fun. And a great option for people but I don't have a lot in the way of if somebody wants to do a one-off course or they don't want to commit to a subscription so that is my next goal is to um, diversify more with my offers I have two courses that I've already made that I'm just like things everything else has gotten in front of me launching them so those are coming soon and then so that's just a big that's a big piece of what I'm going to be doing is off different offers like one-off courses, or I might do some sort of like a group kind of, um, you know, weekly like learning experience through different videos or something like that. I also am really, really interested in planning and working on. Haven't set it into motion yet, but I, it's on my vision board. I'm manifesting it. Um, a in-person BCU event, like I've obviously taught. Yeah, I'm. I would be so excited. I've, I've obviously taught in-person classes and I will be doing some of that again but I really want to do some sort of like big event where people can come together and I feel that there's nothing like being in a room with like-minded stylists and getting that inspiration and that energy so that's huge on my radar so working on all that stuff yeah what's like what's the biggest class you've ever taught Oh my gosh, I taught, um, well, so if it was just talking about my classes and teaching color or anything, I think the biggest one I had was like 65 people, which felt huge. It was, it was big. Honestly, it was a little too big. Like I (laughs) love, but with color, it's really important to me that I have, um, I just want everybody to get a lot out of the class and I don't want to feel like. I'm just there to just get a bunch of money and then leave. Like I really want to make it impactful for people. So sometimes with a lot of people, if you don't have the right setup with like a a TV showing you're up close what you're doing, I feel like it's hard. It was a learning experience for sure. It was just one of those things where people kept wanting to buy tickets and I kept letting them and then I was like, oh God, like what did I do? But it was a, it was a learning experience for sure. I yeah. but then you now I've done like bigger events where I'm not the only person. It's more of like a hair show kind of situation. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's yeah we'll see. That's Hopefully, Macy' event would be like something big and, and fun. So yeah, um, I will be there immediately.
0: That yeah. sounds wonderful. <laughs> yes, love You know what? I love the idea of mini courses because you're right. Some people don't want a whole thing. You yeah. can even do not that you need ideas, but almost you're no, saying like you could do almost like an. I don't want to say like introductory like blonding but for people who are coming out of school that even like the fancier things that they're like how did you I literally tagged my my co-stylist in yeah. one of your posts this morning that her she hates the neckline every time I'm like you're yeah. gonna start in the back she's like please don't make me I'm like it's a thing yeah. I hate it's a thing you will do like you're gonna start in the back and when yeah. you posted it, I tagged her I'm like oh Jasmine look at this like yeah. I didn't see that which sound I feel like Once you've been foiling for so long, you're like, yeah, it's just the neck. Go this way. You'll be fine. But actually, it's the most irritating spot ever. Uh, Ever. uh, uh, Ever. So I feel like even almost like easy foiling for like brand new newbies to practice and get used to it. I would buy that for my co-stylist just to be like, keep go, keep practicing, keep learning. Because yesterday's courses, I swear, are the best way to teach people. That's how she learned
1: left coloring. I was like, look, watch Grayson's course and then we'll practice. A thousand percent. And you know what I love about virtual education? And by the way, that is a great idea. And that is pretty close to the the, one of the courses I have coming out. It's called Foundations, which I love you. We're just like-minded like that. Um, It's called Foundations of Foiling. And it's basically like if you just feel so like blonding is so complex, I break down what does it mean to do horizontal foils? What does vertical foiling look like? What does diagonal back like? What results do those give you? It's very in-depth plus a lot of I call them blonding add-ons, which are like base bumping, tipping out all the things that, you know, it's not just one highlight technique and pattern is going to get you there. So that's your genius. And I just love that you said that because that's where my mind goes too. But um, what else was I just going to say? We were talking about something else. You were telling me about your co-stylist. And then I made, oh, that courses are a great way to teach people because that's how I make your Mm flap. Yes. I love virtual education because you know, in-person education is completely amazing as well. And that energy that you get from the room of people, I feel you can't get that online. You just can't. But with virtual education, the best thing is that you can go back and watch it, which is life-changing. I'm like, yeah. how to not catch on to this sooner? Because the thing is that you do it. And then immediately once you do the technique, you have questions because you're like, wait, but what and, you know, there's something about you take an in-person class, you can't get those questions answered. So with virtual education, it's like, oh, wait, let me watch this again now that I've been doing this for two weeks. And now I have a idea of what happens when I do this part of the process or whatever. So it's so beneficial. So I'm, I'm really excited about more offers like that, that you can, they're specific to one topic, not just, you know, the membership is great because you can get a little bit of everything, but not everybody wants that. So I'm excited to expand on that more. I think that is absolutely amazing. So
0: we are coming close to the end of our time. So one more question for you. Yes, perfect. Nice. So there's, you know, there's an artist listening and they want to build their own brand. They're inspired by you. They're nervous. They kind of want to throw up like they're doing all these things like what do you feel is like the biggest piece of advice you can give them as they start to build their brand, to, like make their own impact on this world? Um, sorry about my dog barking, by the way, who's going I And I kenneled
1: them because they would go nuts. I, I get it. <laughs> oh my god. Mine's someone. um, okay, so will you sorry, will you summarize the question?
0: Right. You're fine. I know. The minute dogs bark, you're just like, oh God, what are you what are you Stop doing? Barking. <laughs> you're embarrassing mom right now. Behave. <laughs> I get it. Well, so I said, so to the person who's listening right now, they look up to you. You inspire the hell out of them every day. And they're like, I want to be able to put myself out there, show my skills and build their brand, leave their impact on the industry. Like what is the biggest piece of advice you would give them?
1: Yeah. So I would say it sounds very cliche, but be true to yourself and don't waver on that. Even when you are like, it doesn't seem cool or it doesn't seem trendy. Nobody's doing what you're doing. Do it anyway. And just do it even if you are scared. I don't have any tattoos, but if I got any tattoos, one would immediately be the phrase do it anyway. And I would like tattoo it on my freaking face to remember. But I love that. I love that kind of You know, um, sentiment of like you're gonna feel fucking scared. There's no way around it. It's it's there. It's it's not normal. Anything you do out of the normal, any change, anything different, feels scary. Do it anyway, and just be true to you and yourself, even when it feels like nobody cares or nobody's watching. Because that's how that's how everybody started. I, you know, my blonde chronicles apparel account is a great is a great example. That's how blonde chronicles started. Was nobody cared and nobody was watching, and I just. Kept doing it and was like, well, hopefully this pays off. And I really genuinely believe that if you just continue consistently doing what brings you joy and what feels right to you, something will come out of it. Whether or not that's what you envisioned from the get-go would come out of it, something will. And I think it's just really important to just be true to yourself. As As cliche as that sounds, do it anyway even when you feel like nobody cares and you're scared to do it i love that so much as
0: one of like i feel like i'm the weird kid who is heavily tattooed honestly with just harry potter tattoos that's all you're I looking at oh
1: my god and i love her
0: what you need to do when you have like the bcu retreat big convention yes event, you make your own uh, like tattoo sticker sheet of like yes. all your favorite things and things so people can just walk around with your tattoos
1: for like a whole week that i love great. that Oh my God. Or should I have like a pop-up tattoo person to do like mini tattoos? That was telling cool. Do it.
0: My fiance and I, we went to um the CrossFit Games in Wisconsin last year. And one of the big guys there, his brother, like one of the biggest in the whole industry, his brother's yeah. a tattoo artist and he's tattooing their logo on people, which I was like, Wah. do That's it. That's so cool. Do it. People like me, and I'll even say like Grayson, who just have so many
1: we're like, yeah. yes, we'll do it immediately. I'm already. We're people that just want to get like a little something to remember the event. Okay, I'm, I'm going to consider that. You absolutely <laughs> should. I'm going to tell people it was Ani's idea. You told me. Do it. I'm like,
0: yes. I'm encouraging all the tattoos. Yeah. And you're right. I am. Yeah, <laughs> well, absolutely. Thank you so much for being here today. You are you just like I told you in that wild audio I sent you. You are just cool. You're just cool. And I love that about you. Like, that's one thing, like, even though I don't know you know you, that's one thing that attracted me to your brand is I'm like, she just seems like a down bitch. And I that's just in this
1: day and age. I'm like, that's rad. And that matters so much. Well, I feel the same about you. And I'm so happy that we connected. And I feel like we're, we are friends, even though we haven't met IRL. We're we're friends. But no, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Seriously, I'm always honored when people ask me to be on their podcast or do any kind of you know any sort of thing on their platform in general it's it's so it's so special to me so I really appreciate you giving the chance to chat with you and to your audience so thank you for having me oh my gosh thank you well guys thanks for being here for
0: another episode of morning tea and I'll be seeing you next week thanks bye